You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to Celtic Stuff Live on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider of audio and video coverage for the Boston Celtics. John and I are here, and earlier this evening, I would say that we were both in a pretty good mood. What a fun first half of this Portland Trailblazers game, and you know it's coming off of a 60-point night from Tatum, and you know, getting the the benches getting more and more involved. Neesmith is taking off, and then what the f? That's all I'm gonna say, man. <laughs> what the f? Like, first off, I don't really care that they didn't call the flagrant, you know, on Powell against Smart. But if you're not gonna call it there, you don't become a chump ass and call it later and then eject him like i i felt i had this feeling i was texting with my son back and forth i had this feeling that the officials just kind of had it out for us a little like not real bad you know definitely we should have been able to play above it but at the very end of that to just to 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 pull that nonsense and then not allow brad to challenge a clear Clearly a, game, a ball that was not anywhere near the cylinder. Um, you know, they, 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 they botched this one. They botched it so bad. And uh, it, you, you, you really have to say, I saw your tweet that Marcus is a marked man at this point mm-hmm. because that's bullshit. I'm just going to say it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to watch Jalen go down. And we can't even get Kemba healthy because some bizarre, like, you know, now all of a sudden, like, I was enjoying myself, John. I'm just going to say, I was enjoying myself. Um, and then now I'm, like, I'm in a bitter mood. I'm in a bitter <laughs> mood. We had we had a stretch where we went, like, 7-1. and one, uh, And then we had that, that really kind of... Um, what the hell is going on situation kind of um, after that, where they lost three in a row, um, you know, they lost the Brooklyn game. Then they lost to Charlotte by in a huge blowout. Then they lost to Oklahoma city. I mean, those three games 
really were like, wait, what? But but before that, they had gone seven and one, and and things seemingly were kind of on the upswing. Um, and I'm not I'm not doing this. To, we're not going to do a, a, a eulogy for the team. This, this you know, I, I don't think we're at that point. But look, at some point, it's like, when do you know to say enough's enough? <laughs> I, yeah. I I just yeah. I mean, I want to talk about smart, but it's like. Let's not forget Tatum. Tatum turning his ankle too. He yep. he has he has been. Uh, there was less um, of a turn and more of an impact. I think he's more likely to have a bone bruise, but which isn't better, honestly. I mean, bone bruises can be as bad as 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 anything. So I mean, I I look, we're we're going down the run here. We're we're firmly in the six seed. Let's say um, the Knicks are playing well. Um, and, uh, you know, <laughs> we got two games with the heat, uh, you know, it's, it's an uphill fight in a way. Uh, but I thought if everything's healthy and things were seemingly starting to come together, the team that I saw for three and a half quarters until things really went off the rails with the officials, I think is a team that could compete, you know, the rest of the way and give a good charge. Yeah, look the at playoffs. Fournier. But Absolutely. what I saw, but, but. Let's let's put it really right where it could be. The officials the officials took this game away uh, from the Celtics, and, and not in a, in a blatant you know here's this what happened. But yeah, this isn't the the tinfoil hat conspiracy theory. Nope, you're nope, saying just nope. did happen. Objectively, it, they took it away. They took it away, and 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 there were things that happened because of the way it went down that now. The, the cornerstones of this franchise are in questionable health here uh, during a very crucial section of the season. Um, you know, we got Kemba, who's still out. Uh, I, I'm just, I'm flabbergasted. I'm, I'm angry at the NBA. I'm frustrated at this season, at what it has done. I'm, you know, about, if I'm about, you know, two days away from this game, uh, again, we're recording right after uh, whatever happened against Portland. I'm, maybe I've got enough st- space from this to be able to like, well, you know, hey, Tatum finished strong and all this, but this game should have been a showcase game for the NBA. It should have shown everything that's good about this league. And the one thing that got in the way of it were the three officials. The, the, the ten guys out there, five on each jersey were doing their damnedest to make this a great game. And the three with, that had whistles in their hands were doing their best to screw it up. It's a, it's a joke. And drag it joke. out, dude. It was disgusting. And, like, even Mike, like, we've talked about this with Mike before, and I've obviously lamented it. But, dude, nobody wants to sit there with three consecutive timeouts at home waiting for the – like, it sucked. It wasn't just all the – BS calls that sucked the energy out. It was the length of like review time. Like they spent forever on it. And I loved when Mike said, you know, there's one for the coaches meeting. These things got to be limited. We, we can't all sit around for five to 10 minutes. It's one thing when you're in the stands maybe, and you're at the game and they're 
pumping their music in and helping pass the time a little bit and maybe you go get another beer i don't know but um but sitting at home dude like this is why i tape the games and i don't watch them live usually because i can't stand it and but and but the live experience is the better experience and so they gotta figure it out they gotta right. figure it out and and you you know I I've always been pretty consistently in favor of I don't care how long it takes because I want to make sure that they get it right. Well, here's what's happening now. Now we're looking at the video so long that now we're looking for extra things. We're looking for well we can find this. And I b- truly believe that's what happened with Smart. You know, one yeah absolutely it's a it's a moving screen it's an offensive foul goes the other way clearly 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 now if you run into a guy do you have control over what's going on i mean i mean look it's the same way that's i'm talking why about the norman powell thing. foul you're right the, that's why it was right, a common the norman foul powell thing was unintentional he and they decided that this was intentional it's right. the only way they can justify it and, and it's not even he wanted to hit him in the balls right that's but it's not even you said but it's not even just that they that they called the technical on him. They ejected him for it. Right. You, you can't how how you know like I it just it it's um you know that's that's the stuff that's like that's like an extra level of of something. Um you know you you want to prove intent? Is that what we're going to do now? We're going to start to prove intent? Because I thought that's what we were trying to get away from with the flagrant foul. The flagrant foul was like, well, you know, it doesn't matter if there's intent or not. This is what it is. Okay, fine. Then Norman Norman Powell is a flagrant foul one. Clearly, end of day. End of story. I mean, it's just like Jalen Brown trying trying to move his elbows to bring the ball up and around and then end up elbowing you know Duncan Robinson, whose face is like literally right in, in his in uh, in Jalen Brown's face in the playoffs. It's the same sort of leaning idea. over him, leaning right. over, him. right? Not not up in front, leaning over into exactly. him. Yes, yes, exactly. I mean that's the so so here's here's what makes that also God. ridiculous, right? Because if you jump up and then you land and somebody lands on your foot, right? Then that's a technical now. And and I don't disagree with that, but then why can defenders literally lean over you and, and get into your like literal airspace, not your foot space, your face space, right? Like they're so they've gotten so, and this is what I'm getting at, isn't necessarily to debate each piece. They've gotten so technically inept. What I mean is it's paralysis by dumbass analysis. Yeah. They're just overthinking everything, yeah. and they don't even call a travel a travel anymore. So they're clearly making all these weird-ass judgment calls, and, well, we're going to allow that, or we're not going to allow that, or, you know. And I can't even remember earlier in the game there was a travel on Tatum. Dude, any other star player, I know, I know it's four steps, but it could also be two and a gather. Any other star player – they don't call that. Right. They don't call that. And I, I was watching one replay, and he did the up and under underneath the rim, and I can't remember who it was now, but they came right down on his forearm hard after he got the shot off, and he never gets the and one. And it Tatum's got to keep being aggressive because they, they he needs more tape 
for the Celtics to send into the NBA and say, what is wrong with you? When he doesn't get the and one calls and he settles for outside shots, even though he's making them, he needs more tape. He just needs more tape. Another non-call, guys. Another non-call, guys. Another non-call, guys. Another non-call, guys. You are going to have to beat these idiots over the head with tape. Yeah. No, I I think there has to be – there has to be a concerted effort here on the part of the franchise to really try to do something about this because it just we see this over and over and over and over again and it's how else is it going to change you know <laughs> how else is it going to change I, I just I feel like we're marked and I feel like Marcus Smart is marked among you know of of of, of out of everyone marked the most I mean, I don't know what happened. You know, there really hasn't been much of a story about what was said or it's what was really done. It's really weird that that's not it's but just all of a sudden he's suspended. Yeah. And, you know. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it was profanity laced and it probably was threatening. You know what I mean? It probably had. Okay. He probably said. Yeah. I mean, for him to be suspended like that and for everybody to be quiet, he probably he probably could have gotten charged with a misdemeanor. You know, it's what my thinking is. You know, it's the key to the moment. It's the game, right? But he probably made inappropriate verbal threatening comments. You know, that's what I'm thinking. But but the officials have to stop with the nonsense, too. Mm-hmm. You know, I yeah. mean, to your point, this is a young team, and they're frustrated, and they didn't play good defense against Portland. I mean, there's plenty of that game where you could be like, well, I mean, tough shots, man. Portland's just making tough shots. But there's also a lot of times in that game where they let them maintain the momentum by leaving somebody open, you know, wide open. And so, um, you know, they let Portland maintain their level of confidence offensively with the ball, for sure. Um, but but I really, I really have had, and I don't, Tommy's not with us anymore. I mean, and we're starting to hear Scal and Mike talk openly about, like, I don't know what's going on. I know I can't even understand. You know, that's something that Mike always laughed off with Tommy, and he has even less reason to put up with it from Scal. And he's not shying away from it. So... It really is starting to permeate, you know, a lot of the in-game commentary and the general discussion. Like, I think there is something behind this at some point. You have to look at it and say there is a bias against the Celtics. And it just might be the usual they're young players in the league stuff. It might be that simple. Well, yeah, I think it, I think you're right. I think it might be that simple. Um I, I just I, I can't believe we just went we just lived I mean the last two games I'm just, I'm sorry I'm just I'm just kind of like it's all flashing back for me as I'm as I'm listening to you talk about this I'm just like where we were from the start of the game Friday night to the end of the game here Sunday like talk about a freaking roller coaster and a half right I mean Friday night in and of itself was like perhaps the most unbelievable thing you've ever seen. And then you, oh, yeah, you end dude, the weekend. I was like, they digging another deficit 
that they're going to get yeah. close, but not right. quite get there. And I'm so right. sick of watching them do this. And even at the beginning of the Portland game, I was like, oh, here we go again. They're about to give up. And then, but then, you know, they sub, they pulled, uh, Nurkic. And then Rob Williams yeah. comes in, and the next thing you know, everything's evened up, and they're starting to make play, and then everybody's hot, and it's just going off. But, man, if I have to watch them give up a freaking double-digit lead in three minutes to start a game over and over, you know, it's wearing on me. Yeah, but I I, I think – I mean, I don't think that was from lack of defense, honestly. I, I thought um, – I thought from you the, made the Friday night? Or no, tonight. both tonight, tonight too. Yeah. I thought tonight. Well, no, not not on Friday night. Tonight, I thought, I thought they were defending fairly well. I thought, apart from the turnovers, uh, I thought they played really well tonight. You know, I thought there was a lot of a lot of good there. I mean, was it perfect? No, you're playing against you know one of the best offensive teams in the league. Um, and a team, I think, that had a little bit kind of a chip on its shoulder, given how the game went in Portland. So, you know, they had a little extra motivation going into this one. Um, and the Celtics probably could have come into this with, a, you know, kind of resting on their big comeback. But they didn't. I thought they, they competed well. Oh, that was great. That was you great. Know? Coming off of that big comeback, they might have been gassed. And then instead, like, especially the bench, Neesmith kept up high-energy plays, you know, draining, what, his first four threes? Is that right? He was four for four four at the end of the game. So, you know, and then you see Evan Fournier, who looks just like he did that one game right (laughs) right before he was out forever with COVID. And now he's, you know, back into that with some great defense. You know, he kept a minute before everything, you know, exploded by knocking it loose from uh, uh, Dame. And uh, Mm -hmm. that was an amazing play to see him play defense like that and still be, you know, having the offensive performance that he was. Because defensively it, on Friday night, he was he was he had bad. he had he was there were wet paper bags that that showed more resistance than what Evan Fournier was doing. But yeah. but again, I'll say that. But then I'm going to put it through the lens of the dude still dealing with COVID, and in the post game, he's kind of talking about the fact that he feels like he's concussed. You know, <laughs> that's no one's going to look good when you feel like you're concussed for like three weeks. Um, and can't see bright lights and, you know, all this other stuff. I mean, <laughs> just, Oh, that's still going on for him right now. Right. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, so you had a great game. Sure. But he's still dealing with basically post concussion syndrome right now. Um, so that's, that's pretty great for him. That's <laughs> just, I just end the season. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Just, dude end it like let's get I mean that's the thing like I I don't want it to end I love watching these guys play and all that but I just want to like get to a normal season where like they have normal rest and maybe we can spend some time doing some clips and send to the league office and like hey stop screwing our guys uh, over stuff and you know there's a lot of things that are good and we can build on those things in the off season. I've got to, if I'm Neesmith or I'm Pritchard, I'm feeling really good about where I'm going. Um, Romeo needs a little bit of help here. Um, I'm sure Fournier wants to end on a better note. Um, though tonight was certainly a good start in, in trying to do that. But apart from that, like really 
there's I don't see an outcome in this season that ends up with a surprising run through the playoffs and, and making the finals. I just don't see it. I just it just feels like it's one thing after another this year. It just doesn't feel like it's going to happen for them. No, I'm with you. It is not on their side. I think you're right. I think you're right, dude. It's just going to keep step. But, you know, they are going to they're definitely going to play a play in game, you know. Uh, it's looking like, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, suppose they, they may, could take the five spot. They may end up, they may end up the sixth seed. I mean, they, you know, I, I, I just don't seven think games gonna, left. I, I don't think they're going to beat out. I mean, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think they're going to beat out, um, you know, the Knicks or, or the Hawks. I mean, I, I think they could, um, but, but I, I think realistically they're, they're probably not going to, um, so How yeah, weird they end up are these standings. You know what I mean? Like on. after Philly, Brooklyn, and Milwaukee, but the Knicks and Atlanta. I mean, in a way, in a way, you want to start to lose some games. Lamelo's back. Hayward's out of the boot. <laughs> you know, I think it's probably better for Neesmith and Romeo and Pritchard. And maybe Fournier to finish on a strong note, um, and maybe even for Tatum to have you know some playoff experience. But they're you know they're seven they're the seven seed right now as we kind of do this. Um, so, but they're you know they're two and a half games ahead of Charlotte. They're they're not gonna they're not gonna fall behind Charlotte at this point. Um, it wouldn't it wouldn't seem unless they really fall off the map. And then Indiana and Washington are a bit below them. It, it, it seems unlikely they're going to end up in this thing without, um, you know, getting getting you know high enough. But who knows? Maybe the nine, ten, you know, maybe there's a way to 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 to, to, to fall into that. But um, you know, even if you end up as the nine um, as the nine seed, I guess going into it, you, you know, your your opportunities for um, you know, playoff, a playoff, you know, no playoff, but, you know, lottery situations are, are still pretty limited. I mean, you're still going to end up as a 7% chance at a top four seed, but that's 7% more than you would have if you try to go into the playoffs and, you know, with a, with Jalen Brown playing on a gimpy you know, leg and, and, and Tatum still dealing with COVID and Fournier still dealing with COVID there's benefits, I guess, is what I'm saying to that seven percent chance at a at a Kate Cunningham or an Evan Mobley or or you know whoever. Um, I just I'm just so I'm annoyed because I the referees really really screwed this up because without that without those two goaltending calls, just the two goaltending calls, that's four points. Those four points, it's a seven point game when the injury happens. You know, they would have played that out, would have been three point. And I know there's a lot of things that can happen, but if that's a three point game at that point and you're not trapping and you're not doing something stupid like that, it, you know, that something stupid that happens like that, I mean. Um, and so as a result, it's like, well, what? <laughs> you know, you can't there's nothing you can do about it. That's the that's the game. That's what they were calling. It's how the officials, you know, were, were were calling it. But but the league has a problem on its hands and they've got to contend with it. it could be, and I think, frankly, the Celtics, um, you know, whatever 
they may have been able to hold on to. I'm not sure how much they're going to have to you know be able to build off of um, <laughs> with their two star players you know hobbling around like this. It's just yeah. so infuriating. Never mind the outcome of the game that they probably could have, should have won. This has longer term uh, repercussions um, due to the yeah. NBC's this is a total double whammy. The whole the whole fishing. way it went down was just a major double whammy. All right, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go to the ad read and break up the negativity here for us. Good. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season, it's in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get the, all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has got you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. And before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and take advantage of the 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook expert. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code CLNS50 to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. So, I said I was going to stop with the negativity, but um, is there anything I, – I know you must have seen this picture, but is there anything more disturbing than seeing LeBron James in a Red Sox hat at a press conference in front, front of a Lakers backdrop? <laughs> oh, I didn't Dude, see that. I didn't uh, see that. I'm going to text this over to you. It's disturbing. I mean, I know he's part of the ownership group and everything. But this is like, this is just wrong. I don't mind that he has ownership in the Red Sox, mm-hmm. but this visual, it's wrong. I'm like literally going to text it to you right now. When you see it, you're going to be like, it's like Big Poppy rooting for the Lakers. It's weird, dude. <laughs> it's weird. Do this. Oh, wow. He's wearing green too, which is also I, kind of it's funny. It's so funny. I was gonna roll that into the comment, <laughs> the fact that he was wearing green in the middle of that, but I, I decided not to. It's funny as the first thing you noticed. He's in like, he's in like Kelly, uh, Kelly green Nike like warm up track coat or something with the Lakers backdrop, and he's wearing a Red Sox hat. Like if you're a Lakers fan, if you're a diehard LA fan. How are you feeling about this? Because if they hate us as much as we hate them, that's, I mean, it's confusing for me, but he doesn't play for my team. If he played for my team, you know, like I still get a little like, eh, when I see Kemba wearing the New York Yankees hats, right? But at the same time, like he is from New York. You know what I mean? But, and I get it, LeBron is you know, part of the ownership group in Boston, but it's not the same thing, and it's weird. It's Yeah, it's weird. I mean, it's not, like, bad. Like, I think some people might be like, well, you know, like, whatever. I don't – I'm kind of over the Red Sox, so it's like I, I, I have less – Oh, yeah, I'm over baseball. I'm over yeah, baseball. I, well, yeah, it's, it's you know, the whole thing with Mookie and all that, like, I'm kind of, like, over that. Um 
so it doesn't the Kemba thing doesn't bother me nearly as much as it might have, you know, oh three oh four, let's say. Uh, but but you know, right now, yeah, yeah, he's a part owner. It's just it's a weird it's a weird world we're in, you know. Like I don't know, we just don't look at things the way we used to. Everything's um, upside down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just I don't know. I I'm I'm just. Yeah, I, let's, you're, you're right let's, from tonight, but let's try. I, I am, but let's talk about let's talk about uh, let's talk about Jason Neesmith. Tatum. Well, I, well, can we talk about Tatum's sixty points first? You you can, but Neesmith was the difference in that game. He really was. Well, they needed that that's, so bad. I, I realized yes, that Tatum was sixty points the with no turnovers. Probably, I, I get you know, it. I get it. But, I, I they needed they needed Neesmith, and I, and I think we saw that tonight. Frankly, I don't think we got enough. Aaron E. Smith tonight. Um, I thought he played really well, and I thought he was effective. And um, it's confident, man. He's, he's like, yeah, he's slowing making, down type of thing. I, I don't know what Marcus Jay- Smart plays is what he's doing. You yeah. know, he's making those hustle plays, those winning plays. He's doing that, um, perhaps more so than Marcus is. Um, you know, and I'm not. That's not meant to be a criticism of Marcus, but I'm just saying that it, it feels like Neesmith is kind of the last couple of games, the last few games, he's been kind of that guy for them. He's uh, been flying around everywhere. He's crashing the glass. Um, you know, I mean, he got that goaltending call. At, you know, that's the other one been. that we've been referencing. But it depends. Yeah. Now he's he's playing great, and I think uh, you know he was a big part of of. This, I think the turnaround, if you want to call it that, of what the team has had and providing a bit more of a consistent effort. Um, and I think he's been, you know, Pritchard's been good too. I want to, you know, Pritchard's really been helpful. Um, but I, before we talked about Neesmith, I, I just, I think that it's, um, you know, Jason Tatum scoring 60 points. I, I Look, I, we're old and we, you know, we go back to those days, um, that's the year before I started watching. So I'm old, uh, and I I really didn't watch the '85 season. That was really, first of all, the t- the game wasn't on that much, but I was also seven, um, and I really it hadn't really hit for me. It did the next year. Um, so I've always seen that game, you know, in highlights or whatever. But that was a game the Celtics were way ahead. They were, you know, they had that game. This was every single point that Jason Tatum scored was critical to winning that game. I mean, and, and it was it was efficient. It wasn't like I'm just going for it. Um, it was so – it was all in the flow of how the game was going on. It really wasn't forced in any way. Um, it was him going to the basket a lot, uh, gaining the free throw line, uh, just taking control. And, and, you know, the other thing I want to say about that is he was taking control from the start. He was not – uh, you know, though the team was horrendous uh, with a capital H for the first two and a half quarters of the game, he was doing everything he could, I thought, on both ends of the court to try to not be in that in that spot. Uh, it just took a long time. No, he led by example on up. the energy side of things too. Yeah, no doubt, absolutely, no doubt. I mean, that's, I just think it's so it, daunting that. for. Him and Jalen to have to carry this, right? Like they've tried to get the bench has been the question mark all along. 
And especially with Brown, we've talked about – not Brown, with uh, Walker. We've talked about him being in and out and in and out. Um, it messes with the rotations, and it messes with the cohesiveness of the bench unit as well. And now it's like I think I think Scal actually got it right. You know, like what's you know what what you know what was it for Neesmith? Why did Brad you know start to use him? You know, and I think I think Scal nailed it when he said I think Brad just realized that what he needs is energy because everything else he'll have to work it out after that. Right. So let's reward the energy guys. If you play with energy, you're going to get on the floor. And uh, I think that's wise, especially on the bench unit, because, you know, to not be aggressive, to not, you know, challenge Who cares if you foul out at this point? You know, especially if you're not playing, if you're not getting any minutes, who gives a crap if you foul out? Go out and give your hardest five minutes until you foul out of the game. But that's what they need. They need to set that tone and that culture. And so, you know, it turns out he isn't fouling out. I mean, he did get, he got a little bit of foul trouble, Neesmith, I mean, you know, in the Portland game, but it didn't erase him from being able to come back in the second half. You know, it just limited him, you know, to the, to the close of the first half. And, um, they've got a zillion other bench guys that if they all play that way, they ought to be able to get something out of somebody. Every night, because there is depth, not necessarily quality experience depth, but there's depth. You can easily plug and play. Like, where's Semi Ojale? When's the last time we saw Shemi? Right? It's been a while. But there was a time there where he was getting solid minutes night in and night out. And now Brad's gone. Well, so that's what it needs to be. You know, they need to set the tone. And I'm, I'm glad that Tatum helped set that tone. You know, from a starter's perspective, but the problem is when when him and Brown have to do that all the time, everybody winds up standing around watching them. It reminds me of Paul Pierce before the KG trade. Do you remember that miserable season before he went out with the injury? Everybody stood around just watching Paul Pierce. Nobody was moving off the ball, you know, and I know there's a lot of criticism for Brad. You know, it was like, well, he needs to come up with a different you know, game plan offensively. And, and I do agree, like those players need to move, but I remember you and I having this exact same conversation back in 2007 saying all they do is stand around and wait for Pierce to do it for them. And it's ridiculous. And that's the Tony Allen teams. That's the Delonte West. I mean, those guys all had energy, right? They, they poured it in, you know, but not, not when Paul Pierce was playing. When he went out with the when he went out with the injury, they still were losing games. But we saw him play with a lot, you know, more ball movement and and things like that. And so I just I'm weary that Jalen and Tatum are gonna uh, end up in a similar situation where everybody's standing around kind of watching. So it's so refreshing when you see Peyton Pritchard take charge or you see. You know, Neesmith come in and just crash the glass, even if he doesn't have to take charge, right? He's just try, constantly trying to find an open spot beyond the arc or, you know, make another play happen somewhere else. But even Peyton, when Tatum's in the game, especially down the stretch, he dribbles it up. He's way less aggressive, and they basically just try to, you know, do like kind of a high shifty screen and, you know, sidestep so that. Peyton Pritchard can just give the ball over to Tatum. And I don't know 
that that's the best way to get Tatum, you know, set up, you know, in the offense. Well, I mean, it's it's not. A, I mean, it's, that's. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 yes, I would like to see more, more movement, more. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know what it's going to take for that to change, though, because that's not just a Celtics thing. That's a, that's an NBA thing. Give yeah. the ball to your best player and get out of the way thing. You know, I mean, that's, that's the way that it, it's, it's been for at least, um, you know. For as long as I can maybe remember, uh, you know, and watching the, and, and it got worse during the, during the, you know, kind of post Jordan era, I think, but, um, they, they need, uh, yes, there, when you have as many threats on the floor as the Celtics have, uh, or at least when you have Jalen and Jason, you have to be able to, to move the ball, to take the, to maximize whatever the, you know the the matchup is you got to move the ball uh and yeah most of the time vast majority of the time it's going to be Jason Tatum that should be taking the shot but if if you're never doing anything other than just giving the ball to Tatum it it's you know I think the results probably won't bear themselves out to be successful every time but I'm also going to say but they how knew do you exactly the, where the ball was going on energy. Friday night? They right. knew exactly where that ball was going, and it didn't. It didn't matter. <laughs> and yeah. I think that probably the same would have been true tonight. I think he's on one right now, and and you just that's just what you do. You give well, the what ball did they to say? The he player. scored the most points in a three game stretch of any Celtic ever. Yeah, seems pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> seems, seems like a like, good rod. Seems, seems like, like a good rod. Yeah, yeah. I mean. It's too bad he didn't get to finish the game. <laughs> you know, I was thinking, downside. I was like, man, if they got this into overtime, you know, yeah. then then he would uh, set the two game. Like he was pretty close to McHale. What was he? Six points away from McHale's ninety-eight in two games, I think, is what they were saying. So, because he had yeah. thirty-two tonight, right? Yeah, when he went out. Right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. So yeah, he was like right there. I mean, I think he's the thing about Tatum uh, that he has kind of taken on of late um, is that he has shown a uh, an ease and a desire, I think, to continue to um, uh, you know to to try to compete in such a way where he's um, he's he's showing his teammates what needs to be done. You know, it's winning time, basically. You know, it's this is this is what we need to this is what we need to accomplish to get to get where we want to go. Um, and I understand, you know, as as somebody who's coming off of COVID, why that's the case. Uh, but I I think that he also didn't have teammates that were necessarily able to step up. He had teammates who were injured. He had teammates who were, you know, just it was the perfect storm of, of bad situations on this team this season. I mean, really, if you look at it, it puts hospital Celtics to shame <laughs> in how bad this season went on so many different levels, you know, um, and they still have a puncher's chance to enter the playoffs if everyone's healthy right now. But I, 
that seems, you know, now he's talking to the media tonight. We we're going to finish this up before. So he may say, well, I just tweaked it and I'm feeling fine or whatever. But you got to think it's got to slow him down. Yes, they have two days off now, but you got to think it's at least going to slow him down. Jalen, it looks like it's a more serious situation, you know, and, and with the way the schedule's packed up, they've got, you know, two game two weeks that's kind of packed full of games before the play in. So, uh, let me just, I just was, I had the, I had the schedule up. Uh, well, I got Celtics blog open. Evan Fournier said that neither Tatum nor Brown seemed particularly concerned. Brad said no update. I can tell you maybe before the game. I mean, I can tell you on Tuesday. So they got three days off, right? Or yeah. Two days off, two days off. And then the game two days off. Wednesday. Yeah. They get, but they got seven games basically in a two week stretch. And then, and then Just the play every other night pace. Yep. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Miami has kind of jumped ahead of them. Now they do have those two games against Miami. Um, but you know, again, if, if Jalen's hobbled, if, if that, if that ankle sprain is anything of any significance with where Kemba is, I, I just don't see any way. I don't even understand what's going on with Kemba. That's so bizarre. Yeah, but, you know, he and he played, you know, when that happened. So he played through it. But, um, you know, I, it's what it is. You know, it's the way this season's been. It's just it's one thing after another, you know. I mean, just when you think you're through it. Oh, we've got nobody on the nobody's on the list except for Rob Williams, I think was the only one that night. And then all of a sudden it's like, up oh, here we go again. You know, it's just, it's remarkable. It really is. Um, right. Every time it looks like they're going to get over the hump, you know, every piece time. it together, every time there's just like this major slam them back on the ground. All right. Yeah. I'll tell you what, John, that's about all I can take. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah. That's all I got, man. <laughs> it's so funny because you and I were texting on Saturday about when we're going to record, and I feel like our text message was, you know, bright and shiny and, sure. uh, you know, kind of like a lot of the other shows had been, you know, recently, and uh, a bunch of good points. But, you know, here we are with a frustrating game, a pile of injuries and concerns anyway, again, and uh, a short run to the postseason in a season that just does seem like jinxed, or they just seem jinxed since Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> I swear. So, um, man, just bring the man back and reverse the f- freaking bad vibe, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Help. <laughs> Please. Please do something with Isaiah Thomas in some fashion. <laughs> just get this righted. Like this cloud can't hang over us any longer. Um, all right, John. Well, we're gonna have another one. Probably gonna have to turn another one here uh, towards the end of this week, I guess. So we'll be back after a couple of games. So sit tight, and uh, hopefully everything will be all right. The one thing we do know is that. You know, we don't really know. <laughs> so we'll find out. And hopefully it just looks worse than it is. And uh, as far as the officials, no, it, it's as bad as it looks. <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for this week's show. As a reminder, you can follow John 
on Twitter at CSL underscore Duke. You can follow me, Justin, at CSL underscore Justin. You can also uh, follow the show at CSL underscore Tweet Live. And, uh, you know, definitely subscribe to Celtic Stuff Live on iTunes. Well, I guess not even iTunes anymore. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Ghana. There's a zillion. Whatever your favorite podcast application. And, uh, you know, give us a rating and review. Your feedback's important to the show. And uh, just sincerely, thanks, everybody, for sticking through this really bizarro season with John and I. And, uh, you know, hang in there, and we'll be back. So on behalf of John and myself, thank you for listening to this episode of Celtic Stuff Live. <laughs>